This is Jeff Johnson. Join me for the KYMN Morning Show, weekdays 6 to 9, right here on your radio station, KYMN Northfield. Real Radio, True Variety, 95.1, The One. Balloon and go sailing while 
the phrase rock and roll original, I'm pretty sure the person they had in mind was Elton John. Reginald Kenneth Dwight, Captain Fantastic, the Rocket Man, the other Piano Man, Sir Elton Hercules John. I want to sit here and tell you that there are very few artists whose work feels more personal than Elton John's, but that's not exactly true because Elton doesn't write the lyrics for his songs. Those words are written by Bernie Toppin, who was a genius poet. Somehow, though, Elton uses those words, and at the risk of sounding a little bit overdramatic, it's almost like he filters them through his soul. When you hear an Elton John song, you hear him speaking to you. Maybe it's, it's, it's just in the music he writes. Maybe it's in his delivery. I mean, the man is one of the great rock vocalists of all time. And I want to call him a brutally honest performer, a man who can open up a vein when he's on stage, giving every bit of himself to the audience. But for a huge chunk of his career, Elton was known as much for his outlandish stage costumes as he was for his incredible music. And over time, those costumes became more and more part of his show, and you can make the case that he was using those costumes as a barrier between himself and the audience, or as misdirection to keep people from actually looking at him. Elton, of course, had a famous battle with substance abuse and lived a truly debaucherous lifestyle for many years. As his fame and success grew, he felt more and more isolated from those closest to him, so of course he reacted to that by partying and living his entire life in the spotlight. The man is a series of contradictions. He is a self-described bitch capable of some truly diva-like tantrums and turning cold to anyone. But he is also beloved, and not just by his audience, but also by his friends. So tonight... On his 74th birthday, we are going to hear a sliver of the work that has made him a true living legend. Tonight is all about Sir Elton John. My name is Rich Larson. This is the Weekly List. Well, 
Well, good evening, everybody. You are listening to AM 1080 FM 95.1 KYMN Radio in beautiful downtown Northfield, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us once again for another edition of The Weekly List. And before I bring in my co-host, Daniel G. Moyer, I, uh, I wanted to just address something very quickly. This is the third week in a row now that we have done a show specific to one artist. <laughs> and it's actually way more often than I like to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's but, not really like a theme thing. Was the last one that we did like a vacation? Was that or no, was it? It was the, the, it was the Grammy preview. That was right. That oh, was... no, I, we did Grammy. Pre- we did James Taylor and then we did the Grammy preview. And last week was. Tina. OK, so, okay. So, so we've ferried it up. But it really does feel like like the next few we're going to have to do sort of anthology sort of shows. Yeah. yeah without with more than one artist. But <laughs> but how can you how the day the show airs is Elton John's birthday? How do we not do it? Yo, you John got show? to. You just absolutely have to. You know, you and I, mm-hmm. Daniel G. Moyer. Uh, welcome back to the show, by the hey, way. Thank, thank you. you. Um, I'm going to change my name to Hercules for a middle initial. <laughs> Daniel H. Moyer. Um, <laughs> we bonded, you and I bonded early, early on over our shared love for Billy Joel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I was ex- explaining this to a friend the other day. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> uh, that, that wh- like, okay, you've got a very dear friend, right? Mm-hmm. And that very dear friend... Um, has a girlfriend or gets married or whatever. And that, that very dear friend's spouse, nine times out of 10, uh, that for very dear friend's very dear spouse, like becomes dear to you as well. Right. Okay. 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 That's sort of where I am with Elton John I, because Elton John and Billy Joel started touring together. Okay. Now I, and okay. So Elton, for a minute there, I'm sitting there going, Rich, you know that I'm divorced. <laughs> but but suddenly Elton's part of the family. Elton is part of it. What shirt am I wearing? You're wearing an Elton John Billy Joel t-shirt, and I think you and I were at that show together. We absolutely is that, is that from the, the, uh, the one at Iowa, uh, Iowa State? I think, I think it was. In Ames? Yeah. Yeah. We, we have seen Elton John and Billy Joel together. Oh, God, there's the hairy nipples. <laughs> I'm just taking... Yes, August yeah. 13th, Ames, Iowa, Cyclone Stadium. Yeah, 1994. This is why it has to be radio. That was the uh, also the day of Woodstock, the twenty fifth anniversary. The Woodstock twenty fifth anniversary. So it was ninety four. Not the one where they like burned the place down, but the one before that. Yeah, yeah. That was ninety (laughs) four. Anyway, ninety four. So Elton John, uh, sort of by uh, just by osmosis, is to me very very personal. I love, but at the same time. We did dig Elton before 94. Oh, of course. Of course we did. Of course we did. You know, it was just all of a sudden that connection was made. It was like, wow. Yeah. El- the the British Billy Joel and the American Elton, <laughs> Elton John, John could right. tour yeah. together and they did it both here and there and that yeah. was that was a magnificent show. I think that I think that I've seen Elton and Bill play three times now. I've well, you you've got to have more than that because I've seen them play four times. Okay, cuz yeah. I remember they did two nights in yep. Minneapolis and yep. I was there both nights. Yep. I've been, I've been, I've been, because they, they did, uh, Ames, they did the two night stand. There was another show where, um, um, the two night stand was the one where we brought my daughter, Sarah. Yes. Okay. There was another show where we were sitting sort of behind the stage. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that one. And, and then there was the, uh, the most recent one that you and I did not attend together, but you and I were both at the show. Oh, because we were in different spots. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 
See, that's a sad thing. How many? T- <laughs> I, I've I've literally I, lost I, track of how many times I've seen Bill. I me, used to know. So am I. So have I. But we're not talking yeah, about not. Billy Joel tonight. We're talking about Elton John. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I, um, the other the, the other point I want to make is uh, Elton John is a band. Yeah, no Elton doubt. Elton John. Elton John is a is a is a, a collaboration. Yes, you have. Uh, Reginald Dwight mm-hmm. and you have Bernie Taupin. Yes. Okay. And it's important to understand yes. Reginald Dwight because we're talking about I I still think and you and I have talked about this that the movie Rocket Man. Yeah. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. I really did because it had an emotional honesty to it. Yeah. And really at the heart of um the character quote unquote of Elton John, you've got a very insecure person, Reginald uh, Dwight. Oh, absolutely. And it it shows that, and I think it shows vulnerability. And you talked about how these these lyrics from Taupin would mm-hmm. just how he imbibed that yeah. and became yeah. it. Well, that's the personality. Yeah, it's you true. know, it's true. It's true. He just so sort we're of, getting into a lot very early. Yeah. We haven't even played the first, you know, the second song. So well, the first song you heard tonight was from uh, the nineteen seventy one album. Uh, I think it, I think it. No, it was later. I think it was like seventy three. Madman across the Mad water. Madman across the water. Yeah, I think that's seventy three because you. I need you, you to sep- look. I need you to look that up. Okay, because I, I, I think seventy one was. Uh, oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, because uh, seventy one would have been uh, like when he was just actually bursting on the scene. So yes. yeah, like that would have been when he was playing the troubadour. Actually. Oh, actually, I was wrong. Madman was seventy one. No kidding. That's what. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's right, because here's the problem. We're thinking about every album is a different year because yeah, Tumbleweed yeah. was 1970. And he was playing the Troubadour in 1970 yeah, also. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. this is the thing. Music has changed so much because yeah. back then, it was every six months you could have a new album, and now it's like every six years. Right, exactly. That's uh, six, uh, <laughs> we're, Three years is an entire career. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. It's, it's, and it encompasses seven albums. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Okay. So, leave on. Um, uh, first song on, on Mad Men Across the Water. Uh, one of the things I love about this song, and everything you read about Bernie Taupin, he says one thing about the lyrics like really early on, and then like 25 years later, he completely disavows everything he's ever said. Yeah. Right? But I go with the Maya Angelou uh, thing. When, when someone shows you who they are the first time, believe them. So I go with the first thing that Bernie Taupin says. Therefore, Levon is named after Levon Helm I've heard, yeah, of the band. Yeah, I, and that's what I believe is the case. Yeah. Because think about it, 1971, the yeah. band were the, huge. Oh my gosh, the huge. band was in, in the heyday. Yes, yeah. and and both Taupin and Elton John were giant fans of the band. And that's that's obvious on the first two or three albums, too. Oh yeah, yeah. sounds a lot. Yeah. You, you yeah. hear the influence. Especially Tumbleweed Connection. Oh yeah. yeah. But anyway. I, yeah. Anyway, um, that's all I got on Levon. What do you got on Levon? Um... I remember there was a great album of covers of yeah, Elton John stuff. The two rooms, and yeah, two rooms, and John Bon Jovi covered Levon. Yeah, and he said in the liner notes, I remember very clearly, he goes, "Of all of the songs that anybody has ever written, the one song that he was most jealous of, and the one song that he wished <laughs> that he had written was Levon." That's that's funny because that's exactly what Sting said about uh, "Come Down Come in down Time." Down time. Yeah. When he, actually, those liner notes. My favorite. My favorite uh, uh, of all of those liner notes. Sinead O'Connor uh, covered "Sacrifice" on that, right? And the liner note was, I, "I'm not going to try to do the Irish accent, but the, the liner note was, I can't believe nobody did a candle in the wind.'" <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway. That's so, neither here nor there. Right. That's, no, that's the other thing, too. Uh, um, we've, got, we've got 12 Elton John songs. Uh, 11 of them are classics, and one other one that Danny wanted on the list. Um, and, I'm going to disagree. There's going to be a lot of stuff that people know. There's going to be some stuff on here that they don't know, yeah. that I guarantee that you want, have not heard. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm going to say that. I'll, I'll roll with that. Because there's going to... You're right, you're right. Most people don't know Elton John as well as you and I do. That's, that's probably true. Well... I'm missing Most a lot people of people don't. Okay. But my point is this. We could have done we could do like a three part three show. Oh, and completely art, different. And, and and never never repeat a song and 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 it, it would still be phenomenal. And we're missing not every I'm gonna stay right out front. You're not gonna hear Candle in the Wind tonight. I can't believe no one did Candle in the Wind. Yeah, we didn't either. Yeah. You're not going to hear anything from The Lion King. Actually, you're not going to hear anything from any of the Disney stuff that he ever did. You just won't. You know, he that, he had a really good song for, I can't even remember the name of the uh, the movie, but it was an animated movie. Kevin uh, Kevin Klein. No, Kevin, uh, yeah, Kevin Klein and uh, Kenneth Branagh did the voices, and, and they were El Dorado, I think. Yeah. 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 You're not going to hear anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I look at this and go, "Wow, this is as solid a pl- yeah, playlist as is. possible." Yeah. And you and I, in five minutes, while the next song plays, we could come up with a complete alternate one that would be equally as good. A- that's the depth. Good. Yeah. That that's is- the depth of what we are talking about. Exactly right. So, if nothing else, and if if all you have is Elton John's greatest hits or the essential Elton John. Just go and buy any of them at random. Right. Get Tumbleweed Connection. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, any of them. Any of them. Uh, I mean, you're gonna. This. You're gonna like, thank us. We didn't. We, we. You're not gonna hear "Take Me to the Pilot" tonight. You're nope. not gonna hear Benny and the Jets. You're not gonna hear. You're only gonna hear one song from "Goodbye Yellow Brick Road." Yeah, and it's and a it's song not, that nobody knows. And it's not "Goodbye Yellow Brick Road," by the way. Um, um, Crocodile Rock. You are not going to hear. Uh, uh, I I like that because I was five when I first heard it on the radio, and it was and, so much fun. And it's super. It, you can. It's super easy <laughs> to sing along to. Yeah. But it, that 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 song gets stuck in your head like nobody's business. Yeah, it was a five year old. Uh, anyway, anyway, so let's t- stop talking about the stuff you're not going to hear. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk about Rocket Man. Yeah. From uh, Honky Chateau. Yeah. It's it's super funny. I like. I'm not a big fan of the song Honky Cat, mm-hmm. which is sort of why I shied away from Honky Chateau for a while. Like when, I, but uh, Honky Honky Cat is on Honky Chateau. I think so. Yeah. Pretty, anyway, but Honky Chateau, despite the presence of Honky Cat, is one of his absolute rock solid oh, best albums. We actually, yeah, there's we're playing two songs from it. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. but Rocket Man. Um, this I, I, okay. Here, here's 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 another story. Um, this show was originally uh, scheduled to air a year ago on the anniversary of uh, the release of Elton's first album, the 50th anniversary mm-hmm. of the release of his first album. However, the, the night before I recorded the show, John Prine died. Yeah, and so I scrapped everything and I put you together the a John show. Prine show because you know you got to do that. Um, um. But I, so I had originally uh, scheduled out uh, my own 12 songs and I, and and actually many of the songs that you wanted to put in here were already on the list, but um, I originally did not have Rocket Man on this list. 
and my wife looked at the list and said, "Where's Rocket Man?" And I said, "Well, I've already played Rocket Man. I played him. I played Rocket Man one of the first shows I ever did. I did a show for the moon landing, the anniversary of the okay. moon landing. It was Moon in Space, and Rocket Man was on there. Yeah. I said, "I've already played Rocket." Man. She said. How stupid are you going to feel when the show is over and you haven't played Rocket Man? Well, and I went, that's a good point. <laughs> well, the, the thing about Rocket Man that I really, really like, the lyrics are great, and really at the time, this was Bernie Taupin trying to send a message to Elton about his starting abuse yeah. of substances. Yeah. The thing that... So that's that's one part that you have to consider on this. The thing I really like about this song is really the second verse, the lyrics of the second verse, because it's talking about all this science that I don't understand, and he starts bringing it back into the reality of he's he's a family man, so he's you know Mars is no place to raise a kid, right. it's cold as hell, and starts going through it's just my job, and I started you know when I was a kid. Neil Armstrong was one of my heroes because he was from Ohio. And at the time, I lived in Ohio, and he was a big hero of mine. And you think about astronauts as being superhuman and just heroic. And here, Toppin has taken it just to, no, reduce it. This is a person. Mm -hmm. This is a person with a job. Mm -hmm. And it's an incredibly... Um, you're going to get known for the job, but at the same time, he's sitting there going, it's just my job it's five just, days a week. It's just a job, and we all, and especially now, I mean, we sit there in our jobs, sometimes we get overwhelmed by our jobs, yeah. and that's kind of what's happening here, yeah. and he's also using that context to show Elton John it, through his lyrics as yeah. a metaphor of, you're being overwhelmed by being a quote-unquote rock star, and you're turning to drugs. Understand, it's yeah. okay to sometimes feel insecure, not... Exactly. Quite on top of exactly. your work. And that's something that nobody ever talks about this song. Mm -hmm. And this is that's what it means the most to me. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, so. it is a great song, however you want to cut it. So from uh, the 1973 album, 74, maybe 75, I don't know, <laughs> Honky Chateau album. No, it's 1972. Be 72 album, Honky Chateau. See, now I'm going to write the dates by every song just to be on the safe side. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> One of us needs to do that. Here's Rocket Man by Elton John and 95.1 KYMN, The One. She packed my bags last night, free flight. Zero hour, 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high as a kite by then. I miss the earth so much I miss my wife It's lonely out in space On such a timeless flight Burning out of fuse, 
Mars ain't the kind of place to raise your kids In fact, it's cold as hell And there's no one there to raise them If you did And all the science I don't understand It's just my job five days
1970 and uh, Tumbleweed Connection. That is uh, one of my two personal favorite Elton John songs. That was Burn Down the Mission. Love that entire album. I actually had to listen to Tumbleweed today. Yeah. I was working and it was like great album. Great concept. I mean, think about it. It's like almost like a concept album about a Western that never existed. It, it is a concept album. I know. Album. I just, yeah. I love that. I'm Marina, Come Down in Time, My Father's Gun, Burn yep. Down the... God, what a great album. Yeah, solid from start to finish. Yeah. And, and that's, I guess that's why I mentioned that album at the very beginning mm-hmm. of like, that's a good one. To, it's on my head right now. Right, there it is. There you it know. is. So, anyway, um, Elton John and John Lennon. Good friends, yeah. We're, we're buddies. In fact, uh, John Lennon's uh, final appearance uh, in concert, live in concert, 
was as a guest playing three songs. Uh, uh, three songs, two songs. It was no, it was three songs because the deal was at an Elton John concert. Yeah, they they had collaborated before because uh, John Lennon sang background on uh, Lucy in the Sky yeah. of Diamonds that yep. cover. Yep. And then they did a song together. Help me get or but whatever gets whatever you gets you through the night. the night. And the deal was right. Lennon said it'll never. Or Elton John was trying to coax him out of retirement and playing and said, mm-hmm. okay, it, when this hits number one. Yeah. You got to come and join me on stage. Yeah. And John Lennon went, "It's never going to hit number it's one. Number it's not going to yeah. hit number one." And it did it hit did number hit one. Number one. Right. And so they played that song. They played "Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds," and they also did. I think I saw her standing. Yeah, there. which which was great because that was a song it's in the McCartney. Beatles that McCartney sang. Yes. And yeah, yeah, and so I mean, it's fun. They actually there's recordings of that. I mean, oh yeah, find... I, there was an EP actually that I saw someplace. Oh, is that right? Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's kind you of can a... find it. Anyway, so so Elton John and John Lennon were 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 great friends. Um, in the in the movie Rocket Man. Yeah, uh, they actually imply that that uh, when Elton made up the name Elton John, he took the name John because of John Lennon. Yeah, that's not true. That's no, but but it's it's kind of cute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, the thing that I loved about the movie Rocket Man is it's not historically accurate, mm-hmm. but it's emotionally yes, true. It is. It is emotionally true, true, and so it's okay. fantastic. Okay. okay, so John Lennon, Elton John, very good friends, and then of course John Lennon is tragically murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, and Elton recorded a tribute song uh, to Well, he avoided doing it at first because a lot of people did stuff that were tribute songs to John Lennon because it was monumental, and he he refused that until Toppin gave him these lyrics. Yeah, and that's the thing that surprised me. I I didn't know that because this this was during a period when Elton and Bernie were not working together. And uh, so I could, I wanted to go and look up how many of these songs are Elton John, Bernie Toppin collaborations, and of the 12, 11 of them are. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, on the Jump Up album that this yeah. comes from, I th- there's not. I think it's the only. I think this is the only one. Yeah. And Toppin really nails it. You know, when there's no sense in mentioning John Lennon's killer's name, no. but just and how could an insect? Yeah. It's funny how an insect could damage so much grain. There's some, yeah. there's so many gems, lyrical gems in this. The performance throughout the track is incredible. The thing and the reason that I picked this song, aside from just the fantastic lyrics, the great vocal delivery, um, but the sound of the percussion. And you mm-hmm. get to the last minute of this song where he starts singing Hey Hey Johnny. Mm-hmm. It just opens up. Do you know why? What really drives this track? Do you know who the drummer is on this track? No. The drummer on this and all the percussion is Jeff Picaro. Oh, really? And if you if you know that, if you if you understand who Toto and Jeff Picaro's were, Jeff Picaro, for those who are uninformed, was uh, the late Jeff Picaro was probably the most respected drummer, session drummer of his time. Yeah, he's yeah. played with everybody from Steely Dan. Of course, he was known for the Toto gig, but he played with everybody, and he's got perfect time. I mean, ideal perfect time. Such a great sense of feel and swing. His father was Joe Picaro, who was a legendary percussionist as well. So it's really the percussion that drives this song, in my mind, from a musical point of view. You get to the last minute, he just, Picaro's playing just opens it up. And then you've got these cassinets, which you Mm -hmm. don't hear a whole lot in pop music. And after every single time John, in the last minute, uses the word, in your empty garden, you hear it Yep. of the castanets and that was just this nice little piece that elevates it even further so from a musical point of view the groove on this in the last minute is undeniable and the thing that bothers me and it really ticked me off at the time when this song was a hit 
that was right when radio stations would fade it out. Yeah. And I remember screaming at the radio, <laughs> you're fading out the best part. Right. That's the whole yeah. meat and potatoes right there. And it, it wasn't just Picaro's playing, but it was also the lyrics and the way that Elton John's voice carries just the essence of his feeling for the man that he's honoring in the song. Right. It, it's, this is what love sounds like. Yeah. You know, yeah. and anyway, I love it. From 1981. And the a- 82. This is from 1982. It is 82. Yes. Okay. The Jump Up album. All right. Well, okay. From 1982 and the Jump <laughs> See, Up album. I looked album, it up. This is uh, Empty Garden, Hey Hey Johnny by Elton John and Bernie Taupin on KYMN Radio 95.1, The One. What happened here as the New York sunset disappeared? I found an empty garden Among the flagstones there Ooh, lived here He must have been a gardener that cared a lot Who weeded out the tears and grew a good crop Now it all looks strange It's funny how one insect So much grain And what's it for This little empty garden By the brownstone door And in the cracks along the sidewalk Nothing grows no more He must have been a gardener That cared a lot the tears and grew a good crop and we are so Yeah. 
You may not believe it, but I don't believe in miracles anymore. And when I think about it, I don't believe I ever did for sure. All the things I've said in songs, all the purple girls you bought from me. Reality's just black and white. The sentimental things that write never meant that much to me. I used to be the Mid Express, all steam and whistles heading west, picking up my pain from door to door, riding on the storyline, furnace burning over time. But this train don't stop. This train don't stop. This train don't stop there anymore. You don't need to hear it, but I'm dried up and sick to death of love. You need to know it. I never really understood that stuff. All the stars and bleeding hearts, all the tears that welled up in my eyes, never meant a thing to me. Read 'em as they say and weep. I never felt enough to cry. To be the Mid Express, all steam and whistles heading west, picking up my pain from door to door, riding on the storyline, furnace burning over time. But this train don't stop. This train don't stop. This train. When I say that I don't care, it really means my engine's breaking down. The chisel chips my heart again. The granite cracks beneath my skin. I crumble into pieces on the ground. I used to be the Man Express. All steam and whistles heading west, picking up my pain from door to door, riding on the storyline, furnace burning over time. But this train don't stop. This train don't stop. This train don't stop there anymore.
2001 release, Songs from the West Coast. That was This Train Don't Stop There Anymore by Elton John here on the weekly list. I That's a song that I don't know many people will know. Um, it has a really great video, and I was telling you about it while I was playing. The, the video features Justin Timberlake, mm-hmm. and it was more Timberlake in like his acting role and stuff like that. And he basically plays Elton John, and he goes through the entire era. You see him backstage, and he's singing, lip-syncing the song to the, to the camera, but you see him going through all the different garb, and you see him in all the different costumes and things like that. And it, the song itself, I've always really liked it, because it has this kind of reflection going back, and Elton John uh, realizing all the stuff that he did to himself right. over the course of the year, just, wow, I'm lucky to be here, but... And revisiting all of the past, but this train doesn't stop there anymore. Yeah, over the so. course of his life, he yeah. And actually, I mean, that's that's kind of what the movie is. It is. So you writ, know, he was working larger, on it the right. stuff beforehand. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. It, it's always interesting when an artist looks back over their yeah. their entire life. It is, and I I think all of us do that. I mean, I'm now at fifty something. Um, <laughs> You're but, older than I am. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, but you hit middle age before me, so middle you got to grant me that. You are the world's oldest teenager. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So so anyhow, but no, you get to a certain point in your life where you start looking back and you start reflecting and you start going, oh, I should have done that. Should have. But then at the same time, I think you have to realize that in order to get to where you are at now. Mm-hmm. You had to go through that stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. try not to have too much regret. It would yeah. be nice to have a time machine every, or anything like exactly. that. Make some of the really big mistakes every, go away. But every Everything that you've ever done in your life leads to this point where you are right now. How is Zen? It's just, you know, <laughs> when hungry, eat, when tired, sleep. All right. <laughs> so the, uh, the next song um, is from the Caribou album from, I believe, what, 1974? Five, four, four. Five, four? Four. I, I wrote it down. I'm sitting okay. here trying to guide I, I, you. you I, know, know, I didn't want to save you. you know? I know, but I don't want to be just, just absolutely accurate. Just, just I want to be honest with our listeners and say- Trust I'm me, sure. you're not accurate that much. <laughs> I know. I know I'm not. But uh, um, this is the only song I think I could name off the top of my head from the Caribou album. I think that you're probably right. Yeah. Um, when we first saw Elton and Billy Joel, I, I've only seen Elton John with Billy Joel. I've never actually seen a solo album. I hate John. to say that, but that's true for me yeah. as well. They opened with three songs, just the two of them sitting at the piano. And and I can't. Did they open with your song? And then they did honesty. And then they did don't let the sun go go down yeah. on me. Right? right. Yeah. Okay. Um, at one point they did. That's why I call it the blues. I don't know on one of the tours. Billy Joel played. I guess that's, that's, that's right. Yeah. Because they would alternate yeah. each they, other's they, songs. Uh, that's right. I totally uh, forget. Yeah. Anyway, um, don't let the sun go down on me. Uh, fabulous, fabulous song. I've referenced this before. Um, I didn't have older siblings to kind of point me yeah. in the direction. I had to go find my own music. Neither did I. Right. But, well, yeah, but you were better at finding your own music than I was. Oh. Um, because the first time I heard this song, I'm super embarrassed to tell you this. Oh, I can't wait. Now I'm going <laughs> to lean forward and I'm going to dig. It. This is going to be what I'm going to needle you about for the next 20 years. 1986? Seriously? Roger Daltrey's cover on the Lost Boys soundtrack. You're joking. I'm not kidding. No, that can't possibly be right. Yeah. Because George Michael sang it with him on uh, in Live That was the first time I heard Live the song. Live Aid? Was Live Aid, actually. On what date did that happen? July 13th, 13th? 1985. <laughs> 
<laughs> that date is kind of pivotal for Rich and I. We it, did it, a whole show on the thing. Yes, we, go back and listen to it. It's yeah, a good it's, show. It's a fun show. Yeah. Anyway, um, so but but uh, I'm glad I got to it when I did. You know, and George Michael, by the way, there's a really good uh, recording of, of George Michael and, and Elton John at a concert. Yeah, in '92. It's just fabulous. That's really yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, George Michael really knew how to sing this song. Yeah. But it's it's not, you know, he's a hell of a lot better than Roger Daltrey was. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's it's no Elton John. Anyway, from the Caribou album in 1974, this is Elton John with... Uh, Don't let the sun go down on me. You know, it, it, it I can't believe me. that. You, 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 you I, I can give you that the first time you heard it was at Live Aid, but then now you just like totally forgot the title. Well, it occurs it occurs to me that this probably is one of those songs. In fact, I know it is that that's like a favorite uh, for yeah. a lot of people. And so, you know, if do you think is, well, here's a question: It's a favorite, but do you think it's something that they? It's the first one that they think of when they think of Elton John, or do you think this is a favorite? But you got to get to it in a little bit. If this is your favorite song, I hope you enjoy it. Don't let the sun go down on me. Bye, Elton John, ninety-five point one KYMN, the Uxie. No more of your darkness All my pictures Seem to fade to black and white I'm growing tired And time stands still before
Somehow, folks, in all of this, that is the only representation from the album Goodbye Yellow Brick Road you will hear on this show tonight. That was Gray Seal by Elton John. Yes. I absolutely love that song. And it's 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 a strange song. Mm-hmm. It's a strange it song. And here's here's what I love about it. I love about the verses is what I really love. The chorus, you know, the tell me grace and then the I don't like that. I think that that wrecks the entire song. The things that I like about it is, you know, I'm like a big Anglophile and I like mm-hmm. some of the pronunciations, yep. but the all my life is drawings from the eye. Instead of saying just drawing, yeah, that's the American way to say the word, but drawing. It, it's like some other words that uh, garage is garage. Garage, yep. The one that I really drive my daughter Eileen nuts on. She Mobile? She hates it. No, no. The one that she hates is, oh, I suppose you need some privacy. I do that, and she gives me the ugly stare. Yeah, she should give you the ugly I stare. Because I think that privacy is a funnier way to say it. So, And I also very much like the lyric well, on I, here. I, I, I want to say one thing. I used to be your editor. Yeah, I, when, I know. When, I write. I put you's in all my stuff. I, I had to go through everything you ever wrote for me. <laughs> I had to go back, to take out all those damn you's. That's just, just how I write. That's that's how I roll, dude. Uh, when I love you. I do. I love <laughs> you should you see so how much, much I test this guy. <laughs> that's crazy. Anyway. Okay, the other, there's a, the lyrics on this song, Gracie, I absolutely, there's so many great things about the lyrics, but just some of the stuff of, if anyone can cry, then so can I. I read books and draw life from the eye. Mm-hmm. Love that. What a mm-hmm. great turns of phrases. And then, if the phoenix bird can fly, then so can I. Yep. Yep. I mean, I just wish that they would have gotten that little turnaround a little bit better, because that, <laughs> that bass line is so boogieing on right? all of this. Yeah. And Nigel Olson's drums are just spot on perfect. Right, right. And it's got that groove. So Gray Seal. Okay, we got and, we had we yeah. have we got business. Enjoy that then in the privacy of your own house. I'm turning off your microphone. Okay. Probably there, it's off. And I'm just gonna do this real quick. And then we got something else we gotta talk about. Okay. All right. You, they didn't hear you say that because I turned your mic off. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about the subject near and dear to my heart. Imminent Brewing. As always, we want to thank Imminent Brewing for sponsoring the weekly list. We want to thank Laura Myers and Derek Myers for continuing to make this show possible. So, the patio at Imminent Brewing is now open. And if you can't find a seat on the patio, there are a few seats available in the tap room as well. Hallelujah, my brothers and sisters. Imminent Brewing is back. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Now, there's still rules you got to follow. You have to check it. Check. You have to check in at the bar. Uh, someone will seat you. You have to wear a mask when you aren't sitting at your table. You have to give your contact information. Because the seating is limited, they are asking that you enjoy yourself, but you don't stay more than you know an hour or so. Got to share. Just yep. got to got to share. You know, like we talked about last week. We watched Sesame Street. The one thing we learned from Sesame Street is cooperation. Yes. Exactly. Right. So uh, there's a little bit for all. If everyone shares, right? Oh, I like that. That's, you know, yeah, that's everybody sweet. gets a little bit of something there. Exactly. That's nice. I turned his mic back on. Now, if you, can't, if you can't find a place to sit down, you can still get beer to go. You can buy yourself a growler, which is four full pints of beer, or you can get a howler, which is about the size of a mason jar. Uh, they have great beer on tap right now. There's the Morning Zoom Chocolate Coffee Stout. Oh, yes. 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 Love it. We, uh, that's how I get Danny to come down and do the yeah. show with me every week. I bring him a growler of 
morning Zoom. I don't know what's going to – actually, I do know what's going to happen after the morning morning Zoom is gone, and that's what we're going to talk about next. Got it. Well, you know, that's sad. (laughs) The Cannon River Pale Ale, the Dragon Squirrel Juicy IPA, the Holland Hall Blonde Ale named for the building on the St. Olaf campus where Danny and I spent about half of our academic life. The Quick and the Red IPA is back on tap for all of you who love the hoppy beers. And there's and there's more. Try the Long Haul Vanderwall Nordic Strong Ale, which is? The only Nordic Strong Ale in the universe. Thank you. And now they have this thing called the Missing Link Dark Lager that they just tapped today, and I've tried it. And okay, it's, so it's, it's awesome. Okay, so does it have like a creaminess to it? No. No, it's, it it's, over- it's, it's like a, it's, it's a little bit like a, um, a little bit like a, a, a Munich Double. Okay. Um, I'm not quite sure what that is. Can you explain that for the well, listening public? Well, it's a dark beer, but it's light-bodied. Oh, okay. I, I, I love it. Why anyway. didn't you just say that? You use all these foreign terms, and it confuses me. Oh, you're the one that says privacy. So, <laughs> and, you know, they're, they're still bringing out the food trucks because why not? Uh, if people are going to come and get beer, they can still get some pretty outstanding food mm-hmm. as well. This weekend is no exception. Tomorrow, Friday, Potter's Pasties. Anglophile. <laughs> Exactly, fantastic. Potter's Pasties. Saturday is uh, Deep Roots Concessions. And on Sunday, it's the Brick Oven Pizza Bus. Great food for great beer. So things are back and open and loosening up. And if we can avoid these stupid variants, and folks, just please, when your, your time comes, get vaccinated. If you have an opportunity to get vaccinated, get the shot. Don't worry if you're jumping the line on somebody. You're not. Just get the shot. Get take get the vaccine. I just got the shot yesterday. Congratulations. I'm, I'm a type I, 1 diabetic. Yep. I drove all the way to Fairmont. <laughs> yeah. It was a 234 you, you had, mile You had to trip. write your former congressman to get it. Yeah. You literally had to write your well, former congressman to, yeah, get, pretty to, get, much. to get an appointment. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. I'll, I, I'll pull the connections. I Well, I pulled it. I, I shouldn't say this because it's local, but I pulled the connection too. I got my first oh. shot on Wednesday, but I'm a type two diabetic yeah. and I'm a food service worker and I'm over 50 and I'm a fat guy. So I checked a lot of boxes. That well, way. and I did it to get out of the way so that I don't, you know, I get out of the line now. Good. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Um, so get your shot. And, and if, if, if we could, if we do this and we keep, keep our guard up for another two months, man, this thing is going to start to end. It's yeah. going to start to end. It's going to happen. But but for now, um, just you know, wear a mask, wash your hands, keep keep the distance, and 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 let's just 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 we're almost there, you guys. We're almost there. Um, it's only going to get better from here. Imminent is open Thursdays and Fridays from four to seven. Saturdays and Sundays from two to seven. As always, all the information you need can be found on the Imminent Brewing website at imminentbrewing.com. Richie, I got a question. Yeah. Potter's pasties or pasties. pasties. Um, do they have blood sausage? No. Really? No. Do they ever make have eggs like with baked beans with it? No. Okay. I I'm just asking I'm asking for a friend. You know, no, you're not. they wanted some privacy, so I am asking on their behalf. It's you make me want to drive into my garage <laughs> close the door and keep the car on. <laughs> oh god. Someone saved my life tonight. Okay. Anyway. So I went back with that one. All right. We have referenced a couple of times over the last couple of weeks that uh, things are afoot. Things are afoot. Um, Jeff Johnson, who owns KYMN and is my boss and uh, is the host of the morning show, and he graciously <laughs> lets me pick on him <laughs> in the morning. It's oh, it's fun. hilarious. It's if you listen, listen sometime. But that 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 six thirty uh, uh, time time slot is a, it it it's good banter. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
today we talked about dogs and snakes and spiders. Oh, I missed it. I it was, was at good. the gym. Yeah, I went good. to the gym late. It was really morning. good. Anyway, um, Jeff, you caught Jeff's attention. Jeff actually listens to the show. Everyone say hi to Jeff. Hi, <laughs> hi Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. Um, you caught Jeff's attention when you did the Daniel G. Moyer Music Awards mm-hmm. in January. And yeah, the, like the day after that show aired, he came to me and said, you know, that was really good. And that was really, that's different from everything else that happens on this station, <laughs> which it kind <laughs> like, of is. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, you talk me and you're different generally <laughs> the word that's going to be applied. But uh, Jeff said to me, do you think Dan would ever want to do his own show? And I said, well, I'll ask him. <laughs> two months later, two and a half months later, whatever it is, yeah. uh, what are we getting? What are you getting ready to do, Daniel G. Moyer? Okay, well, I've come up with this. Actually, uh, a couple of people that I've been talking to, and one in particular, um, there's a lot of music that's out there that's current. I never stop listening to music, and, and I tease Rich a little bit um, that he stopped listening to music, current music, in, yeah, ninety six. My problem is, is that I never stopped. Which makes you the world's oldest teenager. Yeah, I'm, I love Dua Lipa and... Lipa. I found out it's Lipa, Dua Lipa. Not, not according to the BBC. I'm just going with what I know, Dua Lipa. So that's what I'm going with. The Americanized thing is the Americanized thing. I learned about her from um, BBC One. And then also Nico. I don't, Nico. Ever tr- I don't ever trust any of your pronunciations oh, ever. Yeah. And then also Nico and Vins and stuff like that. I, I'm as excited and as interested in those artists as I am about Led Zeppelin or Phil Collins or anything like that. And so I just never stop listening to this. And I kind of listen to things with more of a European bent. And I do know that. Um, so what the idea behind this, the, the name of the show is going to be called Tomorrow's List. And it's it's kind of a spit off. My show's got a spit off, and it's, man. It's kind of an homage, and the basic idea I is don't need is, an homage. What? I, I don't need an homage. Well, you know, you kind of. Yeah. So he's a kind of a curmudgeon, you know. You don't. Yes, poke I am. The, You don't poke the bear, but I do a lot because it's that's just what I enjoy. I really, I, I really don't poke the bear. I really like to foster that image. Just don't poke the bear. Yeah, yeah. but I, danger's my middle name. <laughs> <laughs> mine's not Her- Hercules. I was mine- going to say, mine's Hercules. <laughs> and mine's Danger. Uh, I think that's an Austin Power. It is. Oh, Danger's my middle name, baby. <laughs> so anyhow, the idea behind this is I, with a reference to the weekly list, and I have a lot of respect for the concepts that Rich has put together here with the weekly list and where you're, you're taking songs that are, sadly, they're not real current most of the time. Um, I but no, I'm, no I'm no apologies for this. No, no, and you shouldn't. You shouldn't. These are great songs. These are great. These are great themes. But the idea behind tomorrow's list is to take some songs that are kind of catching my ear right now, that are hopefully probably not more than two or three years old at any given time. And the idea is, is that okay? I'm going to present these, and hopefully, it helps you to understand perhaps. There's a lot of people that are our age that are listening to radio, right? Mm -hmm. Listening to something like this. And I've talked to so many people our age that have gone, you know, music now sucks. The new stuff is just horrible. And my argument has been, no, it doesn't. You maybe don't understand it. You don't put it in the proper context. But you have to understand that the themes of today's music is as universal as anything that we've ever listened to. You know, and I will will back up your theory. First of all, because I'm one of the people that, that, that... 
I do not believe that today's music sucks, mm-hmm. but I do not enjoy like 98% of it. I do not enjoy anywhere near as much as I like something from like 1978. Because it's familiar. The stuff no. from 1978 is familiar and comfortable to you. That's, but see, that, that, that implies that I'm not listening. I'm not finding more stuff to listen to and I'm not growing. I am. I am doing that. I'm just doing it in in um, similar sounding. Well, what I'm going, I'm I am mining uh, the archives is what I'm doing, and mm-hmm. I'm the 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 uh, you know the underwater keyboards of today and all <laughs> oh, that yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, I, and, I get and, that. And, and the samples and the auto tune and it's just it's not it's just it doesn't speak to me, yeah. right? But you were talking about context, right? Yeah. Through because through conversations I've had with you, I have come to uh, find context for Taylor Swift. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I've come to believe that that Taylor Swift is to the two thousand or to probably the twentieth century, what Joni Mitchell was to the nineteen seventies. In many many ways. Yeah, and and that actually helps me quite a bit. And I think that's what the show, Tomorrow's List, is going to offer to quite a few of the curmudgeons out there. (laughs) Well, and that's the hope. And I've got a friend of mine, uh, and I was playing some stuff for this person, and then they started playing it in their own house. Mm -hmm. And their kids started going, wait, you know this? Yeah. And it it helped spark some conversations Mm -hmm. between a parent and a child that maybe hadn't existed before. Right. And that's what I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. That's that's the most exciting thing. Yep. If if I had played some kind of small role in helping a parent and a child connect over something that wasn't just you got to do your homework and here's why. Mm-hmm. That's that's the important stuff in life. This makes me think of a Paul Simon song from 1979. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I'm, I'm telling you that, 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 that. Oh, okay. I see. You're you're going back into a, 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 yeah. not a real one because I'm sitting there going. No, mother and child reunion. Okay, you know that's really a song about him going to a diner and having a, a chicken and egg uh, plate entree. Sure. Mother and child reunion. Yeah, I, I get. Kind of, I get that. It's kind but, of but but dark. But I, and I like that. But I, I hear what you're talking about. And I hear mother and child reunion. Yeah, you know. So that's that's the entire idea behind tomorrow's list. Um, okay. I've I've got a couple episodes in the can already, and I'm gonna. You might. They're <laughs> rough. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm being kind there. Let, let's not make apologies for early shows. It's, that's I mean, true. You haven't you heard it back, yet. If you go back and listen to the first couple of of, not, and not that I've got this figured out yet, but if you go back and listen to the first couple of editions uh, uh, of the weekly list, I have no idea what I'm doing. And Dude, listen rough. to the first Aerosmith record exactly. and compare it to Toys in the Attic. Exactly. Exactly. So I mean, we we all grow into this, and 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 you're. I, I've heard the first couple of shows. I think it's going to be great. I think people are going to really like I it. I hope so. So it's going to be on Monday nights. I think Monday Mondays nights at seven o'clock. 7, we haven't. We don't. It's not firm. It'll be on the KYMN um, page. Yeah, and actually, that, it it will also be available as a podcast. That's on, frightening. On the KYMN. Uh, podcast page on you could by the way we have a kymn has a podcast page now on uh spotify on a- apple iMusic or whatever they call it apple now. music apple music on google and on um uh, uh tune in oh groovy. yeah yeah groovy. anyway uh and, i'll have to and, get a teenager to show me how to do that because i know their music but i don't you know you know a couple of them i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding anyway so folks daniel g moyer is getting his own show um, 
I don't think we've completely determined what this means for your continued participation with the weekly list. We'll see. You Baseball know? season starting. Yeah, I'm exactly. also involved with the Twins. There's a lot of stuff, but you know, we're gonna we'll figure out some way to get things going. Right. Um, I do know that we've got a couple of shows scheduled into the future that you will absolutely be oh, a part I have of. To be. So you're, if if you do leave. Which you know, Aww. yeah, it won't Rich be. Rich is kicking me out of the it nest. Won't, it won't be per. Well, you know, you get your own show to worry about. <laughs> uh, if, if you do leave, it won't be a permanent thing, and and That's you true. know, we'll, it'll be just you know, uh, occasional reunions, which will be fun. It, so kind of like uh, who's well, no Simon and Garfunkel. Well, yeah, yeah but they yeah. don't talk to each other. Yeah, anymore. they don't. So, so that's, that's different. Uh, Loggins and Messina. Yeah, maybe. How's that for how's that for old school? Wow. Yeah. Um I've I've got nothing. Yeah, yeah. People who broke up that still get along. It's my understanding that the guys in REM still get along, but they have oh, not they've yeah. not gotten back together no. either. So yeah. So. Anyway, what's next? Okay. What we've got next is uh this album title is one of my all time favorites. Uh, the name of the album is uh, Don't Shoot Me, I'm Only the Piano Player, <laughs> which is great, uh, 1973. The name of the song is going to be Daniel. Now, the thing about this, Rich, honest to God, this is a song that I picked. I did not pick it because the name is the same as mine. I did I not. I assumed it was, but No, whatever. I did not. Because that, that's totally your personality, to just go find things named after yourself. And play well, them. that's what I do normally, <laughs> but I didn't do it this time. The reason that I... Um, picked this song is when I was in grad school, I had a really good friend of mine named Gary Van Zinderen. Okay. And he was a little bit Shout behind out, me. Gary. In my, yeah. Gary, this is going to be for you. Okay. Um, anyhow, he was a little bit behind me in the program. Um, I started a weird, it doesn't matter. His, his favorite artist was Elton John and mine was Billy Joel. And so we talked about this kind of stuff and we got along really well. And when I graduated, he gave me a copy of his favorite Elton John album, which was Too Low for Zero. I still have the CD to this day, and it's a fantastic CD. And I gave him a copy of 52nd Street, which mm-hmm. is my favorite song by Billy Joel. And I remember Gary telling me about the song Daniel. We had a conversation one night over a couple of beers at the Albatross in Mankato, uh, if, I'm, if I'm remembering this correctly. And I remember him tell, uh, saying the that I... The to the to the locals. I don't think the Albatross is there anymore. I don't think it is. They the used Tross. To call it the, yeah, he used to call it the Tross. Yeah. Anyway. Next to the Hardys and all that. Yeah. Um, so anyhow... That's a very famous Hardys if you're a Viking fan, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I was there when that happened. Oh, were, were you really? I saw it happen. Uh, no, you're kidding. No, i dead serious. I saw it happen. That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, anyhow. Keith, Keith Millard, um, we miss you. Anyway. Keith Millard. <laughs> that was so funny. He was so gone. Yeah. Um, anyhow... I had said one of the things that was frustrating about Daniel is I felt like it was incomplete, that I didn't really get all of the story. And what Gary told me was that there's an entire verse that was cut. And the verse that was cut explained the whole thing. (laughs) And and I went, well, okay, I can understand cutting something for the single to get down to the 305 time or whatever you need. But at least on the album, do the full thing. I mean, nuts. The same year that this came out, they did Funeral for a Friend, Love Lies Bleeding, which yeah. is like 12 minutes long. So you couldn't do that on this? <laughs> you know, and I, my understanding is to this day, they've never put out the lyrics. It's not, it, it's missing forever. Yeah, I, I, I actually, you told me that story. Did you try to look for it? Yeah, I, 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 you told me that story. So I went back and I like really kind of dug into this You went song. deep dive. Um, and and what I found was uh, Bernie has said that this this is a uh, a story about a Vietnam vet, a guy who comes back from Vietnam, who um, uh, 
goes back to a small town in Texas where he's being treated like a hero because he's, you know, he's a vet, but he just doesn't want that because he knows exactly what he actually did experience Mm -hmm. over there. He doesn't want to be treated like a hero. He doesn't want any of that. And then there's the missing verse that explains everything and no one knows what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So great. Yeah. I mean, so Gary, what Gary told me, he told me that like, 25 years ago or something. The connection to, to Spain and the, your eyes have died. No one knows what the hell he's talking about. So, with that in mind, <laughs> here, from Don't Shoot Me, I'm Only the Piano Player, here's the song Daniel, here on KYMN Radio, 95.1, The One. Looks like 
1979. That's actually was recorded in 1977, not released until 1979. That was uh, Elton John from a uh, an EP he released called the Tom Bell Sessions. Tom Bell was a producer uh, in Philadelphia. That that whole like 70s Philly sound, mm-hmm. right? That's what Elton was going for, yeah. right? And Tom Bell was known for. Um, especially for um, producing um, um, vocalists, and and we we're just talking off off, yeah. off off air that his, his vocals just sound so smooth. so smooth, and that's that's all that's all Tom Bell. Anyway, yeah. yeah. 
I've always liked that song. I, you know, yeah. and to be quite honest with you, I didn't know exactly where it was from because when I first heard about this, it was on a KTEL album. It was on a KTEL right, album, right? You know, and I was yeah. like, oh, I, and, and I think I bought that KTEL album because you know, back in the day, when you're a kid and you don't have a whole lot of money, and I was like 12 or 13 mm-hmm. or something, it's like, wow, I can get this, and it's got this, 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 and this, and this, and then all of a sudden, you accidentally discover, yeah. You know, I remember this one. All of a sudden, I discovered the song um, "No Reply at All" by Genesis. Sure, I'm like, oh, sure. boys, what's this? No, that's 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 how I discovered Del Hall and, and John yeah. Oates had a K Till album, and um, "She's Gone" was on there. And oh, I like that song. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of Philly, um, th- that song. First of all, we we talked about how eleven of the songs were written by Elton John and Bernie, Bernie Taupin. That song, that's I, you. That's I can't remember the names of the how songwriters, but. That was the one song who was not written by either one of those yeah. guys. Anyway, um, I have known that song forever. Probably I've known that song since it was released it was in 1979. Yeah. But I didn't know it was Elton John until years and years later because it doesn't sound like an Elton John it song. It really does not. You know? And I mean, Elton. If you think about it, yeah, it sounds like his vocals, but even his vocals are different, and, and Bell's got him doing some different things. His phrasing. Yeah. His vocal phrasing is not like his typical stuff. Well, and, and you know, Elton's got a really big voice. He's got a very mm-hmm. powerful voice, and, and, and he lays back. Well, uh, and a lot of his stuff in the 1970s, wasn't that produced by Gus Dungeon? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean... And Gus had a way of understanding mm-hmm. what he wanted to get from Elton and would push him towards that way. So what Tom Bell did was go a completely different route. And because of that difference in phrasing and approach and vocal attack, you know, how a a singer bites into the notes, Mm -hmm. whether you go top down or bottom up or side, you know, and all that kind of stuff, it's it's all, the vocal attack is different. Not a huge hit for Elton, but um, uh, kind of an underrated, uh, more than kind of an underrated song in the catalog, I think. Yeah, Yeah. I I think so. I've always liked that, you know. KTEL from uh, they were from Minneapolis. Minneapolis, yeah. You know, that record. I think that there's even a KTEL drive. Uh, that's up awesome. in, in up in my neck of the woods. Is that right? Yeah, that's pretty. I've cool. driven by it. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, our next song um, is 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 uh, another one off of Honky Chateau, um, and another just uh, brilliant song. It's uh, the lyrics. I'm a writer, mm-hmm. right? And and I, we've talked about this a oh, lot. Yeah. When I approach a song, the first thing I look at is 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 the words. I look at the lyrics, and 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 this song never fails to knock me on my butt because it is it's Bernie Taupin talking about how he ha, how he how quickly he became disillusioned with New York City, mm-hmm. uh, and, but there are still a lot of things to love about New York, but maybe. Um, now that I've seen the the, the seedy underbelly of, of of New York City, I don't have to love it as much as I used to. Or at least, or or maybe I just have a the full bloom is off the rose. I have a full understanding now of the city, and it's not all wine and roses because rose, as we all know, rose trees don't grow right. in New York City. Right. Um, and but the imagery in the song and 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 Mona Lisa's and Manhattan's, I mean, what a great. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the the analogies that he's making and stuff. And I guess the way that I look at music, I I actually was an English lit major. Yeah, I know. And I like like the lyrics and stuff. I'm always caught by how does the track sound. Mm -hmm. I'm all about the sound. And I'll I'll go back and I'll pay attention to the lyrics and read that and stuff. 
the song that we're talking about, Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's, the sound of the track, the piano, the way that the voice sounds, it perfectly mirrors the lyrics and that kind of disillusionment, but still enthralled mm-hmm. sense of character right. all at the same time. And, and that's the brilliance of Reginald Dwight. Yeah. Is, is take, cause the, you know, Elton and, and, and Bernie write the way they write is Bernie writes lyrics and then hands them to Elton and Elton sits in them, another room. Yeah, it sets them to, to music or he'll be working on music and, Bernie will bring him some words and he'll change the music to, to fit the words. But the thing is the, 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 the brilliance of Reginald K. Dwight is his ability to match music mm-hmm. to those words. It's, it's, he it's, reads them and it's then it's just un- what comes it's out of his fingers. uncanny what, what he can do. And, and Mona Lisa's man has a great example of that. And it, it's interesting because he's such a temperamental person too. Yes, have you, is. have you ever seen the documentary tantrums and tiaras? I've never seen it. I've heard oh, it. if you I've ever heard, get a chance, yeah. And it, it's wonderful. Um, Elton John has been uh, married to his partner for a very long time, David, David Furnish. Furnish. Yep. And I, I'm always endlessly fascinated by Furnish going, that guy has got to be so patient because there's one scene in the, in the documentary where they're playing tennis mm-hmm. and somebody just walks by the court and just kind of waves and Elton John goes into a tizzy. Yeah. I mean, just an yeah. absolute nuclear meltdown tizzy. And it's all on camera, and you're like, "Dude, um, it was just somebody waving." <laughs> chill, chill. <laughs> you know, but but that temperamental, that that artistic character, the yep. highs and the lows, yep. Yep. they come through in how his vocal performances in a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And it has to be there; it yeah. has to exist. Yeah. Yeah. The highs and lows, in order to really right. get where he gets. Right. Anyway, from 1973 to 1972, Hockey Chateau album. This is. Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's on ninety five point one KYMN. Now I know Spanish Harlem are not just pretty words to say. I thought I knew, but now I know that rose trees never grow. York City Until you've seen This trash can dream come true You stand at the edge While people run you through And I thank the Lord There's people out there like you I thank the Lord there's people out there like you While Mortalizers and Mad Hatters Sons of bankers, sons of lawyers Turn around and say good morning to the night For unless they see the sky but they can, and that is why They know not if it's dark outside or light This Broadway's got It's got a lot of songs to sing If I knew the tunes, I might join in 
1971, Madman Across the Water. That is the immortal Tiny Dancer. If Burn Down the Mission is not my favorite Elton John song, Tiny Dancer is. Tiny Dancer is it's it's one of the ten best songs I've ever heard. It's I just love that song. I love that song. And you know what? Here's the thing about this that actually kind of ticks me off a little okay. bit. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about Almost Famous. We're gonna talk about okay. Cameron Crowe. Um, but before I, 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 I just pile on all the love I have for that movie. This is going to get gushy. Um, I do feel like the song has been stolen from me. It kind of has a little bit. Cause, well, cause I was, I was a fan of this song. Mm-hmm. I discovered the song in the mid eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a song that no one had, had really heard. It was, it had been a minor hit. And the reason it had only been a minor hit in 1971 is because it's six minutes long and it yeah. couldn't get the airplay. Oh like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it, um, but it's always been, you know it's, uh, you would hear it on on like FM, uh, FM exact, radios, exactly. Yeah. And I just and I actually I think the first time I heard this song, I want to say there was there was a 60 minutes um, uh, report on Elton John. Way back in like 1971, mm-hmm. and uh, Toppin and and Elton John were working on Tiny Dancer, and Elton was talking about okay, well here's some here's some lyrics that Bernie just wrote about his girlfriend, and we're gonna I'm gonna set this to music right now, and so he's writing t- Tiny Dancer. <laughs> oh, oh seriously? Right? Yeah, and and I just you know, but like the, the first of all, <laughs> the first 40, 45 seconds of that song. Where it's it's just the piano, mm-hmm. right? My brother, that's as good as it gets, right it, there. It, you know, and here's a sad thing. I mean, well, it's not really a sad thing. The album that it came from, "Madman Across the Water." Yes, I, I remember hearing the record, and I'll be very honest with you, Rich. Tiny Danza. I almost called it t- Tony Danza. <laughs> Hold me closer, Tony Danza. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. <laughs> but Tiny Dancer didn't really flip my trigger the first time I heard it. I Levon did. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, I really like the song Razor Face. But I was also at that age, you know, where a song like Razor Face is going to really do it right. for me. Because, you know, I was like seven or something. Mm. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, rock yeah. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'll tell you something, and maybe it's something that has to do with our middle age or whatever. My middle age, not yours. Yeah, that's right. I haven't hit yeah. middle age yet. Yeah, exactly. um, but Rich and I are listening to the track we're playing here. Um, I should have probably recorded some of it because both Rich and I are singing along right, with right, this, you know, right. and we actually sounded pretty good. That well, was kind of surprising. We've always sounded pretty good together. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, oh, that's see, so sweet. <laughs> After all this time, you're still the one. Moving on. Um, yes. <laughs> but no, so, you know, it, it's one of those songs that has re- resonated. It has aged insanely well. Insanely well. Razor Face has not. No. <laughs> <laughs> it has not worked. I don't, I, I was listening to some of, uh, Mad Mad, and I'm like, no. yeah, I, no, that song is wretched. Right. Yeah, well, not wretched, right. but it, it's not right. Tiny Dancer. So, yeah, so I'm not going to say it right now. Yeah, Tiny Dancer, so yeah. So that, that song, I think, really entered for like a lot of public consciousness um, because of the movie Almost Famous. Um, in one of the... Okay, first of all, let's... Let, let, Year 2000, Hollywood decided to make three movies specifically for me. Okay. Okay. The first was um, uh, High Fidelity yep. with John Cusack. Yep. Okay. That's a, that one. Right. 
The second was Family Man with Nicolas Cage and oh, Leone. That was a great movie. Yeah, it was yeah great. I love that. I've got and, that and, one. And, and like, and each of these movies like captured a, a very specific part of my personality and like turned it into a whole movie. Like the Family Man thing, just like really regretting career choices at that point mm-hmm. and all that and and high fidelity just the, the, the just uh, you know obsessing over your record collection and and, and the and the comp tapes the comp tapes yeah, how exactly. to make the perfect comp tape exactly. and you and i talk to each other yeah. and top five lists and top, the whole thing absolutely. yeah exactly so like yeah and then and then and then hollywood put out almost famous about the young man who writes for rolling stone in the 1970s which is I want to write for Rolling Stone in 1973. That that is my dream is Rock to write and roll for Rolling. Is dead kid, it's gone. It's over. Oh God, the Lester Philip Bangs Seymour thing. Hoffman oh. as Lester Bangs, so great. That scene with Tony with uh, Tony Dancer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that scene with Tiny Dancer is on one the of the most touching scenes. Yeah, I have ever seen committed to, to celluloid and it's everything. It's the band sort of uh, uh, mending their fences right there but it's also that whole thing with, with Kate Hudson. and with The and, thing and, of Penny and, Lane. And, and, I gotta go home. You are home. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that floored yeah, me because yeah. anybody who really understands really loves yep. music. Yep. That exchange of I've gotta go home and you're home. You've, you are home. You have found your community. So yeah. You that's, are that's, home. That is your people. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. So. Ah, now I'm just, I feel like <sighs> well, folks, we should have a cigarette or something. <laughs> <laughs> folks, that's going to just about do it for this here extended edition what? of the weekly list. By the time it's over, we will be at two hours. Okay. Well, it's time for everybody to go to sleep after this because okay. it's, yeah. it's late in the night. Well, at nine o'clock is my bedtime. <laughs> um, if you like the show. Uh, you can find us on the pro on the KYMN uh, website, KYMNradio.net. You can go find our program page, uh, the weekly list. I've got all the old shows archived on there. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook under the weekly list. I post every new show on Friday morning. Um, while you're on Facebook, please go like uh, the KYMN uh, Facebook page. We do a lot with our Facebook page around mm-hmm. here, and we work really hard around here to keep everybody informed. Everything we do lands on the Facebook page, so go check that out. And, of course, our beloved sponsor, Imminent Brewing, go like their Facebook page as well. There's always stuff, and there's going to be more and more stuff happening at Imminent. Um, so if you're on that Facebook page, then you're just you're going to be in the know because Laura Myers is really good at keeping that thing updated. Yeah, And at this point, they've got to be running low on the morning coffee zoom uh concoction i i don't know exactly where they so are, yeah. if you have if we i've been raving about this now for weeks and dribble <laughs> if, if i were you i'd be telling people not to try it well i know but i i'm trying to, i'm trying to be you know yeah. a community guy are, and all are, that kind of you stuff are nothing if not magnanimous and and if you have if you've if if we piqued your interest on this or any of the brews that rich has talked about go there now Try them before they're gone because yeah. you're going to have nothing but regret and sadness, and you don't want that. No, you really don't. So, um, like I said, I put this show together over a year ago. And you know what? I'm going to take the one second. God rest John Prine. I, yeah. I mean, the what a loss. What a terrible, horrible, awful loss. And I, I am really happy to have shelved this show in in um in favor of doing a show uh, to, to one of my great songwriting heroes John Prine. Um but the whole reason I put this show together in the first place was because of the next song, our final song mm-hmm. of the evening. Uh it was the 50th anniversary 
of the release of this song as a single. Mm-hmm. 50 years. 50 years. Uh, and your song still sounds as fresh yeah. today as the first time I heard it in probably 1980. Well, and the thing, okay, perhaps this is a little bit of a discussion because there's a certain ambiguity to who is the song, your song about. And I'll tell you what my interpretation has always been. I think that the you in the your song is the fans out there because he's talking about, I can't remember the color of your eyes. So it's, it's, it's almost like he's trying to reach for everybody. This is your song so that everybody who may have appreciated him or appreciated music or anything that it could feel personalized. And I, I've always loved that when an artist can go reach out and make a thousand people in an audience each feel like they're speaking directly to me. Not to that person, not to that person, but directly to me. And when music connects like that, and I've had that experience a lot, where I've sat there and gone, wow, you meant this only to me. You're speaking exactly to me. And he kind of ambiguitized, I'm an English major, I can make up that word, so I just did. And I pronounced it correctly, by the way. Um, <laughs> ambiguize. Um, but the he's kind of actually not- you didn't you should have been ambiguitized see there you go this I'm is a, i'm a writer what can i tell you well yeah i'm okay but so anyhow i like the fact that it's kind of indistinct he doesn't go i can't remember if they're green or if they're blue maybe i'm addressing both of you that, okay. that i just i open-ended that that's really really sweet i couldn't disagree with the uh, with the idea is more. this genuine because ignorant slut moment for us a little only because this was um one of the first songs that they wrote together and they weren't really famous when they wrote this song i know but i like to yeah i just i just i i i, I will simplify it i personally i think who who is the you the you is whoever the song is being sung to that's what i'm saying yeah but it's not it's not all y'all it's you exactly me among everybody just uh. like the person next to me among everybody. That's what I'm it's saying. It's amazing how we can agree on something and yet disagree, <laughs> and disagree on the exact why. Yeah. Well, there it is. So oh, you define the, pers- <laughs> the relationship after 30 some odd years. Oh, okay. Danny, as always. It's a blast. It's fun. It's always fun. And, you know, so great to be able to talk about Elton John and Bernie Taupin tonight. Yeah. Because they, and they, it, you're right. Your analysis is right on. It is a band. Yeah. Reginald Dwight and it's Bernie a col- Taupin. It's a collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. And this was their very first real hit collaboration from 1970. This is your song. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will talk to you guys again next week. All right. Cheers. Peace. It's a little bit funny This feeling inside I'm not one of those Who can easily hide I don't have much money But boy if I did I'd buy a big house Where we both could live I was a sculptor <laughs> But then again, no Or a man Who makes potions in a Traveling show I know it's not much But it's the best I can do My gift is my song And 
this one's for you And you can tell everybody This is your song It may be quite simple But now that it's done I hope you don't mind I hope you don't mind That I put down the words How wonderful life is While you're in The verses, well, they've got me quite cross But the sun's been quite kind While I wrote this song It's for people like you that Keep it turned on So excuse me for getting But these things I do See, I've forgotten if they're green or they're blue. Anyway, the thing is, what I really mean. Yours are the sweetest eyes I've ever seen. And you can tell everybody this is the song. It may be quite simple, but now that it's done, I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind that I put down in the words how wonderful life is while you're in the world. I hope you don't mind. I hope. Yo no. 